Monaco and Culture is brought to you in association with the all-electric 2024 Cadillac Lyric. Magnificence electrified. The Cadillac Lyric delivers a sporty, responsive and agile drive that makes every mile a milestone. This groundbreaking Ultium EV battery platform fundamentally changes how electric vehicles are engineered, delivering charging and power storage technologies that fit seamlessly into far-reaching journeys and daily commutes. The Lyric is a vehicle that balances the sensual and the technical in masterful harmony, where rhythm, form and colour unite. From emergency braking to intelligent alerts, parking assistance to vehicle monitoring, the Cadillac Smart System suite of safety and driver assistant features, standard on the Lyric, means you'll drive with added confidence. While innovations like available supercruise driver assistance technology and Google built-in set a new standard for technical prowess. Take the next step. Head to Cadillac.com now to configure your car. The all-electric 2024 Cadillac Lyric. Magnificence Electrified. Hello and welcome to Monocle on Culture. I'm Robert Bounds. On today's show, I'm joined in the studio by the musical maverick, Benjamin Clementine. Born and raised in London, his is a fabled story. From struggling musician living on the streets of Paris as a young adult and busking to get by, to winning the Mercury Prize for his debut album, At Least For Now, in 2015. In 2017, this was followed by a second album, I Tell A Fly, well received critically and also serving as proof that fame and awards wouldn't shape the direction of his future music. This year, he's back with his third album, And I Have Been. Created high in the Santa Monica Mountains, it's a genre-defying record and one that combines experimental sounds with his trademark honeyed voice and poetic lyricism. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio today by Benjamin Clementine. Oh, oh, guess who was howling home? Oh, oh, guess who was howling home? This windy road won't crush my home. Benjamin, it's lovely to have you on the programme today. We're here to talk about And I Have Been, which is your your next record, your new record, and it's a wonderful thing. We always feel lucky to listen to these things in advance. How does it feel for you at this stage when it's sort of like a coiled spring in a box or something, this record that you're about to put out into the world? What's your relationship with it at this kind of point in the process, I wonder? Well, I, I now I have to logically... <laughs> <laughs> now you have to sing for your supper. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I have to, um, first I put it all together musically, but now I have, mm. to, I have to put it down so that people can describe what I'm... You know what I've what I've done. Yeah, and it's also another process, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does it change your? You sort of, you know, you write these songs. Some of them have probably been knocking about in the ether inside your head for years. Some just a couple of months before you recorded them and things like that. There are things that you feel closer to, less close to, I suppose. Those melodies, those lyrics and stuff. Does it sort of change over the process of, of it does. recording? It does. It, it changes. Um, there are, you know, a plethora of songs in my head all the time, and you know. Whilst I'm wandering around on mountains or in, <laughs> you know, on the streets of, of London, you know, yeah. I had the privilege to acquire some high-end gears uh, over the years. So I, I've got my own studio that right. I, I record my stuff. And sometimes, if, if there's a lot of strings, and I've obviously got to go to a, 
a bigger studio and you know like rag studios or yeah you know and record record music but um in the end you know every song has its own purpose you know so even if it's you know one minute long yeah. you know yeah and um yeah yeah so i hope that people <laughs> like the songs and you know kind of um goes into their life they put it in places where they they want to put it you know yeah well it's not i mean you know as i say having that record on the last sort of couple of weeks and you know having it knocking around in the house about the sound of it bouncing off a stranger's walls <laughs> it's obviously what your job is it's an amazing thing How, you know at this point when the album's about to come out and it's this exciting thing you've kind of put a lot of love and care into it and all the rest of it and certain of those songs just live in their own You've given them life and they just flutter away like butterflies, right? Yeah, but some yeah. of them you kind of like still take great ownership of. How does it feel knowing that people are going to whack it on Spotify, buy the album, <laughs> you know, put it on their turntable? I mean, you, there are three albums in now, so you, you've kind of you mm. into nice rhythm with it. But how mm. does that feel knowing that it's going to be bouncing around in a stranger's house? <laughs> <laughs> I used to think a lot about my my songs and you know how people will uh, listen to them and how they'll perceive what I'm trying to say and you know i was very um serious and about you know that but uh through maturity and experience i you know music is you know you can't really do anything about what how people listen to your music or right. how you know how they interpret it or you know what they do with it or not, and you know not judge them you know so i've i've for my part now i'm 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 just focused on just you know i do my i do the music and then afterwards i just let it go. And just let it go. You don't have to put a warning on the album saying not to be done while washing up or doing any boring tasks. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the music is gone. It's like doves, you know. Yeah. You know, they're all, they're all, you know, they're all gone now. So, you know, they might be strolling around uh, Trafalgar Square or, you know, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> or, or wherever. And, you know, just, just let, it, let, it, let it do what it's got to do. And, and, and I've just got to just move on and, and, and create create more and, and see what happens to, to my next thing in my journey. You've released the bats, Benjamin. <laughs> Who knows where they're going to land? They could not be bats. They could be pigeons. <laughs> you said doves. A slightly more peaceful beast, perhaps. Well, uh, well um, I, I, it's... Uh, it... <laughs> I reference my the, the second part of the of the of this of this album. The second the second part is um, there's a coming out next year, and it's you know the the album image has a dove and, and, and oh, okay and, instead of just my face, and you know so yeah, it's dove is peace, and you know we all want peace, don't we? We do want peace. Yeah. We would love a bit of peace. Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're yeah. exponents of it here yeah, on this yeah. on this radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and tell us, I read um, in some of the notes that were sent um, beforehand that you recorded this in in LA, right, and mm -hmm. in uh, the mountains above Santa Monica and in yeah. that neck of the woods. Yeah. Does that have an imprint on the record? Do you, do you kind of do you feel like that could have the sound of the sound of that record and its and its sequel next year? Do they feel like they could only have come out of that kind of some of the geography of Santa Monica in that? Definitely, mm. definitely. It's uh, I love, I love. I, actually, um, I lived on Topanga um, okay, nice. before before moving down to um, to Ojai, which is even deeper in, 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 the, in the valley and the yeah. mountains. Um, it's 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 so um, beautiful and different from obviously London. So. Um, um, it it really inspired inspired me to great 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 lengths, um, and you know I got married, I yeah. got kids, and you know I, I experienced uh, a lot of 
stuff, uh, you know, on there. <laughs> on, you don't you look know. too tired today, look all right. Fun? Despite, despite <laughs> the trials and tribulations of kids and stuff, you, yeah. you, you look all right. You're looking fine. Oh, fat thanks, form. thanks, thanks. You too, if you have any. <laughs> no, not yet. Not it's, yet. It's, no, no. Um, well, you're, you're very smart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I mean, you know, that, that's a part of the world, that part of California specifically, as well as a part of the world with kind of like rich musical history, the radio mm. stations that are based there, obviously Laurel Canyon and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, as well yeah. is that is that in a, to a point where your head's at or are you kind of like plowing your own furrow i mean i can't hear that on the lp particularly other than it's got a lovely production to it and all the rest of it right. which i associate it with that part of the world right. but yeah w w which bits of california rubbed off on you for the songwriting process uh, definitely the production yeah definitely because mm. i that's, that's 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 when i learn how to produce music you know, mm. on the mountains with a lot of gears you know right a lot of them yeah because you know and now I'm kind of broke, man. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and also, um, my 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 wife Florence, uh, she she is really into, you know, kind of Americana, you know, yeah. kind of kind of music, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I I would I would you know listen to whatever she had you know put on you know on the mountains. Um, and, That's kind of nice, right? I like that, yeah. that you're you, that she's prompting you with with music with records with new stuff she's heard old stuff she's got yeah yeah and, and she grew up listening to a lot of american music i grew up listening to classical music mm. so it's big difference you know? yeah right but on the mountains yes on the mountains um you know i wake up to rattlesnakes you know yeah. they actually live on uh, our property yeah, have you got snakes. what do you need to well, how do you make it through the day i i wouldn't get on particularly well Really? With, no, yeah, well, I don't know. You know, feeling like it's that thing when you wake up and you feel like I woke up once in Italy with a scorpion on my pillow, mm -hmm. and I think I feel like <laughs> forevermore I've been quite a locker of doors. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, what do you need? A cleft stick or something? How do no, you no, get rid no, of the rattlesnake? No, no, no. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. I, the first time when we, when we went there the first time, uh, I was um, outside um, smoking at six a.m. Sunrise. It's really beautiful. Uh, I was standing there, uh, look at my right, and I see this this snake. This long black snake. Just still, I was very fearful, but I stood there and I, you know, we all like stayed somewhere in the ethos or whatever it is. Yeah. And after 30 seconds, it, it left, you know, and that's... You stare it I, down. You no, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I pretended I didn't see it. Okay. But it saw, saw me and we were just standing there and, yeah. and, and then left. And from that day on, I've, I've never been scared of pretty much anything anymore you know <laughs> i thought you were going to use it i thought you said you'd used it as percussion <laughs> and, uh, funny, and on funny. rattlesnake <laughs> it's ted to the rattlesnake no i felt <laughs> i mean that's that's sure i mean this is what all great artists do benjamin you know you need to you need to fold that into your working practice the <laughs> sound of this tail no, no, rattling no, around no no you don't you don't you don't kill them no you leave them you leave them be Okay. You know, yeah. They're okay. Like, they're lovely, lovely, lovely animals. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Don't you like snakes? I don't know whether we're, I'm sort of, you know, we're in the UK here. We only have a couple, don't we? So we don't have a lot of confrontation with snakes, mm, I suppose. Mm, mm. But yeah, I think I'd go for a warmer, more of a cuddly. Snakes are warm. More of a warm and cuddly. Snakes kind are of. very warm. <laughs> I'd take your word for that. <laughs> the composer and sometimes snake whisperer, Benjamin Clementine, coming to us live. And tell us about that. You mentioned that you grew up listening to classical music, that your, your wife is sort of bringing a different thing to the table as well. What was that like? You know, because that seems like a wonderful confluence. It could be a musical argument. It could make beautiful stuff but what was that like growing up listening to classical music what were you listening to i was actually trying to be rebellious right you know i grew up in a very christian family 
you know, in a Pentecostal family, Christian right. Pentecostal and Catholic. My grandmother was Catholic, the last Catholic. <laughs> but so we weren't allowed to listen to any devil music. Right, See? no pop. Yeah, no pop. So I thought that if I had listened to songs that uh, were instrumental, then it wouldn't obviously have a problem with it. Okay. Would they? <laughs> yeah, right. So that's when I started listening to a lot of classical music because mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can, I can listen to. Listen to Eric Satie, Debussy, Chopin, and yeah, I just we had a piano there in our house, so I just like imitated the the, the songs, the without, scales, without the reading. chords. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without reading, and I, I remember going to um, what's that place in Denmark Street? Yeah, Denmark Street. Tim Pan Alley, it used to be called, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I just wandered around there, pretending to buy an instrument. Obviously, it's so expensive as yeah, instruments. Right. <laughs> as, as a kid, I was, I was just pretending. I was like, one day I'll get, I'll get one of these. But yeah, eventually I then. I had to kind of make my own way out of the uh, woods <laughs> and, and went to Paris. Yeah, yeah, nice. And I mean, that, that's been well documented. Lots of people, mm. they Google your name, will, will right. hear about your kind of all well kind of experience down and out in Paris. <laughs> um, what were you playing then? Because rather than make our listeners do the Googling, we'll say that it's been reported that you were homeless there, that you kind of like dosed around and, mm-hmm. and were, you know, played music on streets and things like that. What did that equip you with? I mean, there's a lot of reality there, a certain mm-hmm. type of reality. Do you still have part of your soul singing on a Paris street corner, not quite knowing where you're going <laughs> to eat next or, or what? Um, well, you know, a lot of people I admire, a lot of artists I admire, I had to, at some point, uh, maybe in their career, the beginning or the end of their career, I had mm. to, you know, play on the streets or playing trains or play elsewhere, you know, Sharon did it, Sharon did it, uh, yeah. Johnny Mitchell did it as well. Uh, I didn't know that before, obviously, um, but I think um, I learned this playing in the street, is, you know, without a microphone, for example, has really helped my, my voice, you know. Because I had to project everything, you know, yeah. uh, acoustically uh, into the wind. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and also, it taught me patience. I've been reading a book lately, um, there's a book called uh, The Marshmallow Test. You know it, by any chance? No. Um, it's when a group of kids are tested by a psychologist, they test them on their patience. Mm-hmm. So, if you put one marshmallow in front of them, go, well, if you wait for 20 minutes, you can have two marshmallows. <laughs> Don't eat it, right? Yeah. So um, they tested out this uh, low de- lower delayers and high delayers. And the high delayers, the ones who are more successful, uh, you know, 20 years down okay. the line than uh, low instant delayers. Instant success also. It's, cause this is kind of what happens with a lot of artists' careers, isn't it? That right. instant success thing it come, sometimes can come back and bite you rattlesnake-like <laughs> on the arse. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's what they're trying to say. I didn't know this beforehand, but I think playing on the streets um, kind of helped, like, trained me to kind of wait and be patient and know that, you know, one day I'll get somewhere and, you know, and, and be stronger and yeah. stay there, you know? I think that's what the streets helped me on, for my character, at least. It's a really brave thing to do. It's a brave philosophy. I don't know whether it was on purpose or whether you had a choice in it. Hmm. Because it's a sort of romantic, creative, artistic impulse mm-hmm. to do that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. also the reality of it, I'm sure, is pretty horrible in certain respects. Oh, yeah, definitely. I slept in snow and, and you know, <clears throat> I, I, I did a lot of... slept in cemeteries and, and, and you know, but it's too bleak. I don't think it's uh, good to talk about that now, but I might have to write it down later or something. 
to, to yeah, I want to read your book, Benjamin, for sure. Because you're a multidisciplinary kind of chap. Mm. You do, mm. you know, you, we're talking about a record, but mm. you've acted. You're a poet. Yeah. You do all of this stuff. All very. I think anyone looking at you or listening to this new record or any of your work or certainly looking at the promos and the videos that go with it can see mm. that you've got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies, which is a great thing. How do you decide what projects? Does it depend what? which side of the bed you wake up on kind of thing you know that today you're going to be you're going to focus on this or the other is it nice to have lots of sort of projects on the game yeah yeah it's really nice but again going back to the load layers and hard layers the whole patience thing are you patient i'm still trying <laughs> still trying but um my point is um that throughout the years i've i've you know i've, I've really said a lot of no's to a lot of things mm. because i suppose i felt that it wasn't right at that time good thing is you, you meet people, if you get on well with them, you know, then you get on well with them. And then, you know, if something comes along the line, then so be it. But the most important thing is that you're, you know, you're nice to to people and, you know, you just, you're not there to take anything from them. You're just there to just have a conversation, mm. you know, and just say hello and then and, and goodbye and how are you. That's the, I think over the years, that's what I've learned, you know, um, people don't want to work. People just want to be thought of, mm. you know. You've obviously mm. got a great affinity with Paris. You've just mm. cut this new record in, in California. Mm. You live in London. When you tour, where do you like to play? I mean, do you, I mean, it's obviously it's festival land where no one's really come on to, on purpose to see you, which is obviously a little bit of a challenge depending upon what's going on. But your fans, you're very dedicated fans, it strikes me. Mm-hmm. They must, mm-hmm. you know, I think they yeah. really feel like there's a communion at, a live, yeah. at one of your live shows. Where does that sort of hit home the most? Where's the... Most rewarding place to play? I'd say um, Portugal. Okay. Because they, I think they think I'm a rock star or, 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 or you know, they think, I think they think I'm, <laughs> I'm Justin Bieber or something. You know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know uh, they sing along to all my songs. Yeah. I get but you, are, you are, you are, you are a star, aren't you? What's, what's, what's the... But not, not... <laughs> You're not Justin Bieber. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, you know, you know, like you know, people sing along to your songs, and I'm so like so foreign to me. You yeah, know? because I, I I require like silence, you know, to, for my music to to sing. But then I can't do anything about it when I go to Portugal because they just sing, they just shout and sing all of them. That's they really sing. great. That must be a deeply rewarding thing. Or is it slightly strange? Does it make the hairs stick up on the back of your neck? What what's Yeah, it's, it's, it's always strange for me. Yeah. It's always strange for me because I, I made all the songs in. In quite a remote area, and then to, you know, and just like you know, if it, if it happened everywhere, then you know, I'll get used to it, right? Yeah. But in Portugal, like I, I can, I can play in a stadium, right? You know, people will sing like they were before, and people will, you know, won't allow me to to sing my song, you know? Right. Uh, and it's yeah, it's 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 very, it's very strange, but I like it because it's not, it makes me uncomfortable. You know? Yeah, that's good so sometimes, like it. isn't it? Even yeah. when you're the, you're the singer, you've written those songs, yeah. they're being sung back to you. That's Every musician, I think, finds that uh, sobering and, mm-hmm. you know, it sort of puts you in your place in a good way, I suppose, as a performer. It's really wonderful. It's yeah. a bit like that first question I asked you about releasing this album into the wild mm-hmm. and hearing it bouncing off the walls of strangers' houses across yeah. the world. I mean, that, that's it's a similar thing to that, yeah, I suppose, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's strange, but, you know, you, you have just got to ignore it, you know, and you never think you know what people are thinking or feeling, you know? You can only, exp- you know, show your perspective and, you know, it's... I used to make such huge, huge mistakes by 
judging, you know, listeners and you know, and even artists and musicians. I was, you know, I was like, oh, you know, like, what kind of music is that? You know, like you're only just doing it for money, da da. Yeah. I used to say all that, but just just focus on yourself, you know, and just do what you you want to do, and just the rest will take care of itself, you know. We lean, we learn, we earn, we turn, we burn, then start again. Cause we're delighted. Whoa. I can't count with my scissors like fingers the amount of times I've been here. But I'm sure I'll get to the bottom of it someday. With all due respect to those I've caused so much pain If I were given a second chance, I would do it all again Up the pole goes, till gravity intervenes As you sort of mentioned, your multidisciplinary work and you obviously put a lot of time and effort into your promos and stuff, your videos mm-hmm. and stuff, which are beautiful. Mm-hmm. What about that? Are you a good collaborator? Are you kind of meeting meeting your collaborators head on? Are you sketching out a plan of what you want, the, the sort of aesthetic world that you want to operate in visually, and mm. then you're hiring them? Or what, what was that process like? It's, it's a collaboration, uh, mm. and they bring ideas, and I also bring ideas. And, and But, I, you know, I, I make sure that, you know, they, they feel that they're, they're part of the, 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 the ideas and not, you know, kind of take the whole space... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's very important. Yeah, and yeah, but the first thing comes from from me, and then they they help me get it to where it needs to be. It's very yeah. important for as an artist, that, you know, to listen to others to kind of see what they might have, even if it's if it's bad. Just just you know, it's, it's nothing wrong of hearing an advice or you know an idea from anyone. Yeah. Yeah. The videos that are accompanying the singles that have come with this record, mm-hmm. and I have been, I really love them. They've got a very specific aesthetic universe, it strikes mm-hmm. me, and it's something that seems like it f- sort of fits with my idea of you somehow. You know, there's the, the, there are these wonderful coats, this, these wonderful uh-huh. silhouettes that you make uh-huh. with the clothes you're wearing, this kind of slightly sort of post-imperial kind of country uh-huh. house, you know, slightly <laughs> shambolic, but it's sort of very beautiful as well. Mm. Where, what's that coming from? Is that something that you've sketched out? Is that sort of part of the universe that you've created or that you channel? I think I, I, I intentionally created that universe. Mm. Um, I think it started from the streets of Paris. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the first coat, the first big coat I ever worn, I found that in a bin. Right. In um, Bastille uh, in Paris. And I think I still have it somewhere in, in a garage somewhere in Paris. But... Uh, it all started from there. I went on stage barefoot because I, you know, I didn't have any. Uh, what's called? Uh, you didn't have your fashion, performing fashion, shoes. Yeah, perform <laughs> the so-called performing shoes and the so-called uh, <laughs> things that they wear on stage. You know, yeah. I just went there and you know just sat down and just you know performed. You know, and I kind of promised myself that you know if I make it somewhere, I would still you know just be as I am now. You know. So it's become a thing uh, for me. It's my religion, I suppose, uh, to just keep me grounded, you know, at all times. I think that's important for me. The uh, videos, 
first two videos, I actually uh, did that video for Lola Schnabel, who's a friend of mine. Um, yeah, saw her name on that. I mean, that's, Lola. Yeah. yeah. Well, her father is, is more closest to her father than her. But uh, she, we did that um, like seven years ago. Right. And we never did anything with it. And then this song, well, you know, I came up with this song just two years ago. So that's what I mean by patience, you know, the, the whole the waiting and, you know, you know, we have the video, but there was a song that was for it, but, it, you know, we just, just didn't happen, you know? And then, then finally I put this song under it, and it was like, we didn't edit anything, you know? It's just like, right... Just fitted. Times, just fitted perfectly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So um, that, we shot that in her in her um, great-grandmother's house. Okay. Which, um, she's passed away now, but she was, uh, like, 102. <laughs> And then after afterwards, uh, the, the the second the second one was uh, done in in France, with a friend of mine, Benjamin, uh, who he's, you know he's he's an artist of his own calibre, um, but he's he's more he's very he's, he doesn't want any uh, fame or any you know noise. He right. just does his own thing. Well, he's uh, well he's well off enough to <laughs> to sit down and do you know just not care about what people will think about his work. He's living um, the dream, Benjamin. Pardon? He's living a dream, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of dream. <laughs> um, that that song, particularly you know, Genesis, it was, you know, it's, it was more to do with you know just thinking, you know, trying to ignore my family in London, you know, uh, whilst whilst in Paris, you know, and also in, in America, and 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 you know, I've, I've travelled around the world of, of uh, like over the past um, like three four years, and you know, with with my little family. I think sometimes we we ought, we ought to, um, you know, go go and pay a visit to the ones we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I mean, is any of that on the album? The sort of lyrical concerns of the album. You know, you're a great lyricist, and you love to play Thanks. with that. You're a poet as well. Thanks. What about the lyrical stuff? Are you asking and answering any of those old questions about family, about how you grew up, and all the rest of it in 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 the record? Well. This is part part one. Part two is called the revenge. Part part two is very it's very it's very bleak. So right, and it's got, it's got a lot. It's, it has a lot to do with my father who passed away in, in 2018, right after my son was born actually, and then you know marriage and you know as an artist and you know, how you deal with it. You know it's it's not a <laughs> mm. it's not an easy road. And then there's a, there's a child. You know having having a child, you start, start it brings a lot of a lot of stuff. Out of you, um, you never knew, you know, growing up. So, all the trauma that you experience, the child, you know, brings it out of you so that you can hopefully confront it, you know. And that's what I was, I was dealing with on on the mountains with rattlesnakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but eventually, you know, after a few therapists, you know, well, more therapists, many yeah. therapists, you know, we got we got there, you know. But I think it's something that. My fans and you know should know about and and I'm just telling people how I I dealt with it you know yeah. musically yeah yeah know? are there things that are too personal to put into music or is is music is your your various work across various forms is it open season for anything it's that you open want to season say? it's open mm. season I think I think for me uh, music is like um, you know comedians when they you know there's no like uh, off limits. Off right? limits. Yeah. Know, you know, anyone can say anything to, especially anyone can say anything to a comedian, a comedian against a comedian. 
it's just like if a com- if a comedian get offend- offended by another comedian, they're not a comedian, are they? <laughs> no, indeed. Right? Yeah. So um, as a, as, a, as an artist, you know, it's open season. If I'm talking about my whatever it is, and so be it, you know. If you know, that's because that's how I feel, you know. Um, I understand that. You know, obviously, some people might have some barriers, but really, I'm you know. I'll, at least I would, I would have to first apologize to them <laughs> and and ask them if i if i can if i can talk about them or whatever but it's it, you know life 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 inspires me greatly you see um and i think it will be a shame to die and not uh, and not share my imaginations and my my creativity we erect no barriers in your way, Benjamin Clement. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. You. And thanks for asking these questions. It's, it's nice you. to get to the heart of things as well. Um, and congratulations on the new record. It's oh, a really you. beautiful thing. I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> and that is all we have time for on today's show. My thanks to Benjamin Clementine. And that new album, And I Have Been, is out now. And it makes for really beautiful listening. Monocle on Culture is produced by Sophie Monaghan-Coombs and Steph Chungu, and Steph also edits the show. We'll be back at the same time next week, but until then, from me, Robert Bounds, thank you very much for tuning in. (laughs) 